You're listening to Retail Disrupted, a podcast that explores the latest industry developments and the trends that will shape how we shop in the future. I'm your host, Natalie Berg. Hello, and welcome back to Retail Disrupted. Today, we are going to be talking bread and biometrics. Panera, the US-based bakery cafe chain, has teamed up with Amazon to let customers pay by palm. Contactless payments are booming, and now shoppers won't even have to get out their phones or wallets. They literally just hover their hand over a special device at the checkout. Now, according to Amazon, the technology then identifies the customer by using cameras in the hardware, which capture surface area details like lines and ridges, as well as subcutaneous features, that is literally a word I've never said before, (laughs) subcutaneous features such as vein patterns. Amazon says that since no two palms are alike, they can analyze multiple attributes and select the most distinct identifiers to create a shopper's unique palm signature. Wow. Amazon, as we all know, is really determined to squash any friction at the checkout. Now, most of you will be familiar with Amazon's Just Walk Out technology. This is the technology that lets shoppers completely bypass the checkout, um, checkouts in both Amazon's own supermarkets, and of course, that tech is being licensed to other retailers as well. Now, a few important points before we discuss the Panera news. Firstly, remember Amazon is not a retailer. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but I just can't emphasize this enough. Amazon is a technology company first, retailer second. Second point, and this is related to point number one, some would argue that Amazon's push into bricks and mortar is really just about experimentation. It's a grotesquely expensive experiment. Amazon's push into physical retail is really just about seeing how the customer experience can be improved and then what kind of solutions Amazon can build to cater for this. Remember, Amazon starts with a customer and works backwards. I think their success really boils down to both having this this customer-centric approach, but also this hunger to disrupt, this, this, um, this relentless dissatisfaction with the status quo. And I think this is nicely summed up in a quote from Jeff Bezos. He says that even when they don't know it yet, customers want something better and your desire to delight customers will drive you to invent on their behalf. I love it. I think it just, it completely sums up everything Amazon's about. I think deep pockets and the luxury of long-term thinking, that also helps. The last point, and then we're going to move on to what all of this means for the um, partnership with Panera is I just want to very briefly talk about why Amazon was the big pandemic winner. We know that they're feeling the pain of of that kind of overexpansion now and talked about this before on the podcast. But the pandemic did three very specific things for Amazon. Firstly, it reinforced Amazon's status as the indispensable route to market. It allowed them to further embed themselves in shoppers' homes through Alexa and various other various other forms. But 
What I want to hone in on here is that it also accelerated Amazon's vision as a tech vendor. Powered by Amazon is becoming an increasingly common phrase in the retail industry. They are the ultimate frenemy. Amazon is quietly becoming the rails that the retail sector runs on. The marketplace model is founded on exactly this premise, but now it's it's everything from payment, online and offline, it's advertising, it's fulfillment, cloud computing, the list goes on. We all know that being a technology vendor is far more lucrative than being a retailer. And another really important point here, and then I promise we will come back to Panera. Many of Amazon's moves are actually designed to strengthen other aspects of Amazon's business. We're all very familiar with the flywheel concept, right? But as an example, Amazon's checkout free systems, and reportedly Amazon One as well, these are underpinned by AWS, Amazon's own cloud computing business. So they're continuously strengthening their flywheel. And this hasn't gone unnoticed in Washington. In fact, according to NPR, a couple of years ago, a group of US senators questioned Amazon's data collection practices, and specifically whether biometric data is being used for advertising and tracking purposes. But let's get back to Amazon One. This was launched during the pandemic, following the launch of JustWalkOut.com in March 2020. JustWalkOut.com was Amazon's invitation to retailers to inquire about licensing its automated checkout technology. In 2021, Amazon began rolling out this pay-by-palm technology to its Whole Foods stores. But as with most things that Amazon does, its vision right from the start was to offer the service to third parties. So in this case, other retailers, stadiums, office buildings, so employees can um, you know, give up their badges and just enter buildings by uh, scanning their palm. I think the Panera deal is a really big win for Amazon. It gives them an opportunity to test the tech in an external established retail environment. And really, you know, what do they have to lose? The more people that sign up, the more entrenched they potentially become in Amazon's ecosystem. Now, this is going to be trialed in two locations initially. Both of these are in the St. Louis area near Panera's headquarters. But we have to remember that Panera is a national restaurant chain. I think they have around 2,000 stores around the country. And there are reportedly plans to roll this out to hundreds of locations by the end of the year. So it could get big pretty quickly. I think time will tell. Uh, I don't think adoption is necessarily going to happen overnight. But then again, we have seen a total explosion in contactless payments in the U.S. and globally. But I think the the growth in the U.S. has really been phenomenal. The pandemic, of course, acted as a significant catalyst. It created demand for low to no touch shopping experiences. And then shoppers got a taste of the ease and convenience. And then, you know, what we saw was that adoption just snowballed. It has been pretty remarkable to see this shift. And we have to remember that the U.S. was a real laggard in this space pre-COVID. But contactless payments are booming around the world. I mean, just last month, there was some interesting data from Barclaycard here in the U.K. Uh, They see nearly half of the nation's debit and credit card spending. So it's a pretty good barometer, right? They said that the total value of contactless payments jumped by 50% in 2022. 
That's partly because here in the UK, they increased the transaction limit to £100. And also the easing of COVID restrictions meant that more people returned to physical stores. But some really phenomenal numbers, if you dig into uh, into that survey, mobile contactless transactions above £100 jumped by over 100%, now accounting for 4% of all contactless transactions and value terms. And last year here in the UK, the average contactless user made 220 touch-and-go payments during the year, and that was up from 180 the year before. So... Again, I'm conscious I'm comparing two very different markets, but the point is that, you know, consumers, I think generally consumers who are ubiquitously connected, we're all armed with our mobile devices. We're getting more comfortable using them at the checkout. And we're also looking at ways to benefit us to cut, you know, to cut waiting times, to cut friction, to offer, to get that more personalized experience. So I think, you know, going back to the U.S., uh, it's, you know, J.P. Morgan as well. They've just recently announced they are testing um, a biometric payment solution that will let U.S. shoppers make contactless in-store payments with their palm or their face at select bricks and mortar stores and potentially as well at the Formula One Miami Grand Prix later this spring. Now, I remember about 15 years ago, there was a lot of hype around biometric payments, especially in the supermarkets. Um, A lot of U.S. supermarkets were testing payment by thumb. Uh, I'm not really sure why this fizzled. Uh, This isn't my my area of expertise. So if you are listening and you know what went wrong, uh, and also if you have any thoughts on how paying with your palm might be different, you know, will it work? Will it will it be one of those things that quietly fizzles? Either way, get in touch. Uh, You can send me an email on hello at nbkretail.com. Now, one final point I'd like to make is around loyalty because I haven't given you the full picture yet of what Amazon will be doing with Panera. So Panera, for those of you familiar with Panera, you know that they have a really loyal customer base. In fact, in their joint press release, both Amazon and Panera noted that 66 million Americans visit a Panera once a quarter and a large percentage, so 52 million people, a large percentage of these customers are members of their My Panera loyalty program, each with access to personalized rewards. Now, as part of this trial with Amazon, Panera customers won't just be able to pay, but they can also link to their loyalty card. Now, I know you're all scratching your heads thinking, but what does this actually look like? Uh, If you shop in Whole Foods, you're probably not. Maybe you've tried it uh, because the Whole Foods stores are also linked. um, The Whole Foods Amazon One scanners are also linked to to Prime. So, you you know, you might have a better idea. But for listeners outside the U.S., uh, here's what we know about what the Panera experience might look like. So a customer walks into Panera And assuming they've given consent for their data to be shared, the associate welcomes them by name and then provides, in quotes, a highly personalized experience. Now, that sounds fluffy, but maybe that's something like the associate asking, would you like your usual strawberry smoothie, Jenny? Or maybe it's offering them a meal recommendation based on dietary preferences or past purchases. Now, I'm just speculating, but... Look, redeeming rewards can be cumbersome. Amazon and Panera call out how time-consuming and inconvenient it can be to open a sub-menu in a mobile app, to find email vouchers, or 
even to remember to bring in physical coupons. I'm somewhat on the fence about this technology, purely from a customer experience point of view. On the one hand, yes, it is giving customers more choice, more flexibility. It's addressing historic pain points like wait times at the checkout. So that's all good. But whether customers will be willing to hand over more data to Amazon, no pun intended, but also whether customers really want to want to have such a personalized in-store experience, I think the jury's still out. I think this is going to be interesting. And I think there is a fine line between creepy and convenient. And also, thinking globally now, this is absolutely one of those things that just won't culturally translate, right? (laughs) I can't imagine many UK shoppers, for example, wanting to be identified by name when walking into a cafe. I mean, it's bad enough when you have to give your name to the Starbucks barista. Um, But once again, this is another form of disruption that I'll be watching very closely as retailers continue to use technology to cut friction from the experience. Now, Retail Disrupted will be taking a break for the next three weeks. It is peak conference season, and I'm also squeezing in a trip to the U.S. In a few weeks' time, I will be in Birmingham chairing the Richmond Retail and E-Commerce Directors Forum. And then I will be at the Association of Convenience Stores event where I'll be delivering a keynote on the future of retail. The following week, I will be at the Retail Technology Show. So I know a lot of you will be there. Please let me know uh, if you're around and you want to grab a coffee. I have a few client engagements on the back of the show, but I will very much be around. And I hope to catch up with some of you there. In the meantime, hope you have a great Easter break. Thank you for listening to Retail Disrupted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please leave a rating or review or share it with others. It really makes a difference.